Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Kate Anderson, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, a sticker, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hi, I'm Wesley. Hi, I'm Benji. You're listening to That Story Show. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who's was cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this tiny house. I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, podcast people! This is that story show where we're telling hilarious real life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 361, brought to you the week of November 12th, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I can't believe we don't have our own talk show yet. I can't either. It's just, what's wrong with all these networks that they just don't have a talk show for us yet? We should get on a show and talk. We should. We should do that. And just talk about right stuff now. and interview people. Yeah. Make people Maybe. laugh. Yeah, we'll make them laugh too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I we know. could even read people's stories. That would be cool. That would be cool. You know, just sharing live stories for the people of America on a major mm-hmm. basis on video. Major. And yeah, you, wow. your family would have to move to St. Yeah. Louis to film it, though. Okay. Fair enough. And fair enough because we can't move again we've already made it we've already established that as a as a pact between my wife and i that we have certain items of furniture we bought and we got them <laughs> into the house and after that i swore i'm never moving them again and she's like right. okay they stay with the house yeah. from now on yeah fair enough all right well i like it up there i i could do that i could do that okay well, just it just was, me, but you know, I, I if you hate it, just remember <laughs> it was your dumb idea to do a talk show. So okay, yeah, I didn't know it had to have be in front of a camera though. I I don't have a, I don't think I have I have a face for radio is what I'm told. Oh well, a talk show typically, you know, would uh, mm. generally understood to be on the mo- you know, the television yeah. format. But you know, okay. it's okay. Um, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out when it's offered to us. We can cross that bridge when we get there. That's right. And, uh, I'll do my hair up nice and, uh, I'll wear makeup if I have mm-hmm. to like TV guys do. Yeah. You got to do it. And, I'll uh, put some on uh, top of my head. So the glare doesn't hurt people's eyes. There we go. I'll, uh, camera puts on 10 pounds. So I'll be about three twenty, and, mm. uh, it'll, it'll look good. It'll look good. All right. Uh, we always start with a story, and this one is called Uh-Oh, CEO. And oh. it's brought to us from Bill from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I've got an embarrassing story to share with you. I work at the headquarters for a global manufacturing company. And several years ago, I was tasked with video recording the company's chief executive officer. That's, that's oh. CEO, you know. Yeah, um, yeah that's important. He was he was recording his annual Christmas greeting. And this greeting would be played at each manufacturing facility to wish every employee a Merry Christmas 
and a happy new year. So I arrived at the executive boardroom to set up my camera at the appointed time with the CEO arriving shortly thereafter, taking his place at the head of the large conference table. To say I was nervous is an understatement. There I was, one-on-one with the most important man in this, in gi- in this giant company, and I was just a lowly employee of about three or four years. So checking my camera one last time for position and lighting, I gave him the cue to begin after I pressed the record button on the video camera. The, the next few minutes were nothing short of magical as he eloquently delivered his speech from memory. It was beautiful. He graciously talked or thanked all the employees for a great year and warmly wished every employee to have a Christmas filled with joy as they celebrate it with family and loved ones. Once concluded, I was practically moved to tears, but not for the reason you might think, because as I pressed the record button to stop the video recording, I could only watch in abject terror as the camera actually started recording. Oh, no. I didn't hit the button hard enough at the beginning, the first time. Oh, we've been there, haven't we, John? Yeah. Yeah. We've done that. We we I, have a recorder here at the show, and um, it's an audio recorder. And John's job, whether only people that, that show up, you know, for the live show know this, <laughs> but John has a special job, and that job is very important. Because my dumb butt will forget to do it. And that job is to every show remind me and ask me the question, James, have you hit the record button? Because I will start a show. I will be 30 minutes into it. I will look over at the recorder and my my crest will have fallen because I will look over and see that I never hit record. And and it's (laughs) been more than once. It's been more than five times. Uh, one time it was an entire show. Another time it was 30 minutes of a show. So, mm. so John knows his job is important and you guys now, now you know it too. You think he's just a humble, uh, sidekick or something, but he's not. Yeah. He is the reason I, I got, I got purpose. I got reason here. Yeah. He's the reason this show is recorded every week. So mm, sometimes I forget though. Can you imagine though mm-hmm. the terror of, <laughs> Being in front of the CEO and and not not hitting the button at the right time. Panic was the operative word. What on earth would I tell this man? He just delivered a three-minute speech to the one and only audience member in the room, me. Feverishly, my brain tried to come up with a solution to this realization. Do I run away? Do I just curl up into a ball and sob uncontrollably? Or do I face it like a man and tell the truth? Either way, the only thing I could see in my future was me packing up my things for my desk. See, I I would say there were other <laughs> options than the truth. You know, I, I'm all for telling the truth, but there's also just, hey, could we just do that one more time just for fun? Yep, exactly. <laughs> as as a person who has been behind the camera and has forgotten to push the button or press the dot on the recorder yeah uh you always let your 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 talent know that hey we're gonna be getting a few takes on this just in case (laughs) i forget to do something but i never say that last part so right right (laughs) i can feel though uh, as i looked at this mountain of a man he had the look of contentment and pride painted on his face because he knew he had laid down a flawless delivery of his speech and then he looked at me as if to say, are we good? I've got a ton of things to do. That's a look right mm. there. Uh-huh. This is a look. Well, my mind was racing with a quivering voice. I told him I failed to push the button hard enough to start Uh-oh. the recording. He was honest. Oh! <laughs> he did it. He chose the high road that had no obstacles. Uh, no shoulders, just just boulders and, and pain and glass on that straight and narrow path. I grimaced as I awaited my sentence. His face went from jolly to jaded. He squirmed in his plush executive chair as his face turned a nice shade of Christmas red, realizing he'd have to do it again. Thankfully, Mm. the words of peace, joy, and charity were still echoing in the room from his apparent practice run of his speech, and he graciously accepted my apology 
gathered himself and delivered it again. This time I made sure it was actually recording before I gave him the cue to begin. So yes. there's the lesson right there. Yes. A few weeks er later, a few weeks later, as the Christmas break was approaching, each office and facility watched the CEO's second attempt at his Christmas greeting video. They were none the wiser of what had transpired while nope. bringing it to them. Thankfully, he showed me the Christmas spirit those many years ago, and I am approaching 18 years with the company. God, what? Yeah. Yeah, good job. God bless you guys. I hope this brought a laugh to your hearts and a lesson to your lives. Yes, it's a yes. lesson we learn weekly. Thanks for the fun <laughs> that you bring each week to the podcast. Sincerely, Bill from Indiana. P.S. I promised myself that I would not say hope this makes it on the show. I'm so proud of myself that I didn't do it. Yeah, whatever. Nice. Whatever, Bill. You, oh. you knew what you did. You did it. You did. Let's, Indeed. Let's rewind the week. All right. So, um, mine's kind of silly. You know, you're always saying yours are bad. Mine's bad this time. <laughs> but uh, I've been, my turn. <laughs> I've been. I, I've told you guys I've been having these vivid dreams. And and I mentioned you know one of them last week about being yeah. in the middle of the road in a in a in a uh, hat not a hacky sack what am I trying to say a sleeping bag right yeah frustrating dreams and just being homeless and you know just just different things like that uh, this week the story was I was being uh, hired at my old job as a children's pastor because the previous children's pastor had tried to take over the church. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, how he was supposed to do that from <laughs> all the kids were going to follow him. Yeah. The difficulties involved <laughs> in taking over big church while you're stuck in a separate building, you know, in a different room with a bunch of parishioners of your own that are <laughs> under the age of 10. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, church. but he was doing it. And so they fired him and, uh, and I was supposed to take over. But anyway, one of these dreams that I had, I don't remember all the details, but I remember that I was in this guy's house and in it, he had drawn the most interesting picture of a dachshund that I'd ever seen. It was just the head and the front legs. And then there was a, hmm. a, a space and then there was like the middle part of him with just the front legs and the back legs. And then there was a little space and then there was just the back legs and the tail. And it, it was just a neat artistic version of a dachshund that was in three segments, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I woke up thinking how cool that was and, uh, how, how terrible it was that I couldn't think up stuff like that. You know, why couldn't <laughs> I ever think up stuff? This guy did, you know, but then it hit me all of a sudden. I'm like, no, that was my dream. I made it up. Yes, and you can now draw it and show it to us. Even, it even if the other guy made it up, I made him make it up. So I, it, it's my creation, even though it feels like I cheated and stole it from him. It came what? out of my brain. It did, yeah. And, and you can't feel like you stole it because, I mean, how many things have happened from people's dreams that they took credit for? So, right? Yeah, so... it. Anyway, I started working on it and I'm going to, I'll have it done shortly, but, uh, That's I, cool. I started with a, uh, Photoshop job where I just hacked together this dachshund out of spare parts. And, uh, and then I'm going to use it to draw the actual, you know, the actual That's thing. That's super but, cool, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it was just weird because I still, as I'm working on it, I, I think of it as his art. And uh, hmm. I'm just copying it, but it's mine because I made him up and his art up. So anyway, it's just super weird to me. That's crazy. So That's it, pretty not crazy. I mean, it's awesome. I shouldn't say <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> that's wild, man. It's <laughs> totally wild. It's wild. So anyway, that's that's my thing. Is I'm drawing a dachshund. It's in pieces. It looks kind of cool because all the pieces are standing in a line, so it still looks like a dachshund. He just has extra legs, and uh, there's <laughs> there's gaps in his body parts. But uh, 
anyway, I, I look looking forward, forward to seeing to yeah. showing it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to get on it and get it finished. But, uh, yeah, just, just weird thinking that that guy did that. And, and, and the realization came over me. No, no, that's yours, man. You made that up. You did it. Your mind created that image. That's right. And if I could just remember the stuff that I dream about, I could probably be a millionaire. Because, <laughs> like, somehow I can come up with technology to fly without airplanes and stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I, I, can, I can move uh, very quickly on an office chair if I lean back in it just at the right angle. It propels <laughs> the office chair, for, chair forward very, very quickly. <laughs> really? Because I'm almost falling. But I'm also leaning forward at the same time, and and it just yeah. the perfect balance of both forces work together to propel the office chair at like highway segue. speeds. At highway speeds, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It is, and that's how I get around. Kind of scary in a lot of my dreams is is leaning back, yeah, in an office chair. In an office chair, yeah. How do you turn? Um, lean in the direction that you want to go? I, I don't know. It never seems to be a problem. I hmm. also am able to do this cool trick <laughs> where I go downstairs on my shoes and I just skate across the 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 cusp, the the risers or whatever. They're, they're not called risers, the steps. I just skate down them on top, like like almost like I'm wearing ice skates on, on a hill. Um and I don't have to use each step. I can just skate down them like a parkour crazy guy, uh, which is also cool. And then, um, and then, lastly, since I'm sharing from my heart here tonight, yeah, um, I I always have this dream where I'm on a scooter board, and I can pull it across the ground at highway speeds. And I also get on the highway on my scooter board and. Uh, and I can turn by dragging my hands on the ground and pulling myself, kind of like, kind of like those downhill hill longboarders do, you know, where they 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 turn their their boards and yeah, scrape yeah, into yeah. the ground. Yeah, I can do that. So awesome. I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun in my dreams. I, I you know, I wish that that uh, Inception stuff, you know, from the movie, was real. Because I would love to join you in some of those dreams. That'd be pretty rad. It would be pretty cool until, you know, the neighbor kids showed up and they want to borrow all our money. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know where they belong or who they're from or why they're there and why they're messing with all our sound equipment. So that's that's the problem is they always they always go sour. All my dreams. Yeah. But for, I don't want to go into that one. For a time... There, there's a coolness to it. So, well, maybe it's the pillow. <laughs> maybe so. Oy vey! Wait, am I allowed to say that? Is that that's not offensive, is it? Oy. I don't think I've just so. heard it on movies and stuff. So, anyways, anyway. So, do you you want me to tell you about my week? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't have cool dreams to talk about. That's okay. And I definitely don't have creativity that comes from said dreams. But if I did, I would talk about those. But any, I, what I want to tell you about is a couple things, okay? First of all, I was walking through the halls at school uh, just a couple days ago, and one of the teachers stops me, and she says, hey, my son listens to your show. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm always afraid when somebody tells me that because then I start thinking about, all of the fart jokes that I've told and right. all of the things that I've ever done and, and how, you know, when I started this adventure, what was it, 12 years ago or whatever, uh, that I wasn't working in a fishbowl like I am now. Right. So I think, oh, man, what do I say? What do I say? So, but her son apparently is in fourth grade and uh, um, welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> and you probably know who you are. But, um, but also, I wanted to tell you, I finally... I finally cut the lawn. All right. My house. Yeah, it's a big deal. I I I don't have a, a lawnmower that works properly, and as you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of land yard. Yeah, yeah, and it's not many trees, and um, but I had to rent a, uh, I had to rent a, a lawnmower. Well, I had to rent a bush hog because the grass Ooh. was so tall. Wow. So I had to rent a walk behind 
bush hog. Fortunately, it was self-propelled. Um, so what's a bush hog? A, a bush hog is like a it's like a lawnmower, but it's got a it's got a higher deck on it. It's made to cut down bushes, you know. Oh, like okay. Small, small, small trees and so stuff. It's like, like a that. super so lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. It's got a you know. It's, it's like I said. It's self-propelled, so that you, you can you can so drive it forward. Or you could work your way through more people than right, a lawnmower right, right. if you had to. That's gross. If, if there was a bunch of evil ninjas coming at you, you would rather have <laughs> right. a bush hog. Okay. Well, kind. Of, I mean, they would have to be really, really, really short evil ninjas uh, because, you know, it's not like you can just walk up under it or, or anything like well, that. Well, if you're going fast enough and if they're going fast enough and they're doing like slides and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that sounds yeah, exciting. Where, where do you rent a bush hog at? Uh, equipment rental place i, okay. I did that but it, it took me five hours no way uh, yeah <laughs> and in the process i wound up walking 10 miles no because <laughs> i had my you know my my watch my apple watch keeping track of it like a workout yeah <laughs> but whilst i was doing it the grass had grown so tall and so high that animals had begun living oh gosh in, in the tall areas and, and i had no. noticed after i had cut an area that there was like crawling and stuff going on. I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, you and don't want to hit anything. No, certainly not. But at the same time, I don't want what was crawling in the grass there to get you feel like it was at home in my my yard. Right. So um I uh this secret of NIM was going on in your yard. That's what that's Yeah, what that's, that was. that's it's kind of actually what makes this not such a great story? Oh! <laughs> I, <think of> it. <laughs> I uh, I had to catch the critter that was crawling around there. I had tried a couple times. I was like, if this thing gets close to the house, it's probably going to get in the house. And we weren't far from the house. And I don't want it in the house at all. And my wife certainly does not want right. it in or around the house. So I was able to uh, to capture this critter how did you um, capture it <laughs> um i don't know actually it was running away from me and it got it got cornered in uh, in this little um kind of this little fence area that uh-huh. i had built or john james and had built and um and it was just kind of hiding in there so uh i i uh i made a way for it to m- meet its maker <laughs> in, a, in a timely manner, um, I f- I felt bad about it, uh, but in well, was in, it a rodent? In, yes, yes. Okay, then there's no there's no shame in that. There's okay. There's no shame in. I don't know if it was a rat or a mouse. It was it was pretty big. It's it was probably big. a rat. Um, if that makes me feel better about taking care of it. Uh, I, I just figured, you know, that remember that snake that I killed in my attic yeah, a while yeah. back? Well, I just feel like that I was, I was doing the snake honor by capturing this rat and, and, um, sending it to Valhalla yeah. uh, or wherever rats go. Um, no, so, rat, rats are bad. They need to, they don't need to be, they need to be exterminated. They they yeah. they brought the black plague. I mean, come oh, on. Oh man, that's true. That's a good point. You know, they they eat Rats. they eat. Th- yeah, they're 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 they'll eat people. I've seen it in movies. Yeah, so. that's probably. Well, then I may have just done a good thing uh, by dispensing of the rats' life. And I took it in. I mean, it wasn't wearing tiny red shorts, was it? And little gloves or anything. (laughs) I know. Okay. Because in that case, you've made a horrible error. Yeah. And you may be getting sued by various companies and entities. But (laughs) as long as it was naked and running around. It was was quite, quite big. And um, it was, you know, covered with fur. It wasn't speaking to you then. No. Okay. It was like but in a high, cheerful voice. Guys. No boy. Yeah. Not, not, not that guy. Okay. <laughs> hey, James. <laughs> Let's go to my mouse house. <laughs> Don't run me over with the bush hog. Uh, That's not fun. 
Oh, Lord. I can't believe you walked 10 whole miles that day, but it makes sense if you're zigzagging back and forth across the lawn like that. Yeah, I was pretty shocked about that, too. I was looking at the, you know, the data that these Apple Watches collect, and I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a long hike, and I did that in, in boots. Guess, uh, guess, I, I guess I could consider that an accomplishment or something. Yeah, you're in good shape. <laughs> I feel like it was in good shape after Ten that. Ten-mile trudge through through open fields like that? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right on. Well, I'm I it sounds like you were on the verge of losing your property like to the overgrowth. Like if you'd yeah. let it go any longer, there were there were going to be trees and and crap growing and you would have right. had to have started clearing your land again. So, I'm mm. glad glad you got on top of that yes. for your own sake. I'm proud thank of you, you and I just want to take a second and say so. And also, I want to thank you on behalf of all the children of the world for not killing Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey's fine. Okay. As long as we're sure. Um, we got some listener email. And really, it's it's kind of not an email. It, it, it's kind of a story that somebody sent in. And um, <laughs> but, but it's it's from a kid. Okay. And okay. I just wanted to do him a favor, and you'll see why. Because he really wanted to be on the show, and he tried hard, and and he and he, then he just comes off as honest. Okay, I'll okay. I'll, I'll lay it out for you. He tell <laughs> he starts to tell a story. He does a standard greeting. He he makes up a total bullcrap story. Then he owns up to it and says, "I just really really wanted to be on the show," and I <laughs> I took pity on him. So. En okay. enjoy this as much as possible hi james john and maybe david <laughs> oh man wow he's, he's been wanting to be on here for a while he's been listening to the old stuff i wanted to say that i am a middle schooler and i want you to rate my story please okay well i'm gonna rate your story as zero okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up the story's yeah. a zero <laughs> my story <laughs> is i went to summer camp one year and we had an amazing idea let's play hide and seek in the very nasty camp bathroom. So me and my friend went to go hide in one of the stalls. Well, what we didn't know was there was a staff in the stall next to us. And he looked over and says, what are y'all doing? And my friend says, it's not what it seems. And then he said, I turned into a bat and flew away. I had no real story. <laughs> he says, he changes mid sentence. I had no real story. And I wanted to see if you read this. And I wanted you to know is I love your show and I miss David. Can you get him to come on the show? <laughs> this worked for the last guy. So let's do it. <laughs> Talking about Trevor, I guess we had Trevor on one time. So let's do it. Okay. This let's is do it. This is it. I really, really, really want to be on the show. Slade Pope. So Slade, oh. this is your pity. I, this is me feeling you. I just, I could feel your, your passion for wanting to be on the show through the email. And so I put it on here, even though it, it should have never made it in a million years. But, but it was a nice attempt and congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, I would love to have David on David's busy man though. He's, he's busy man. It's hard to get him pinned yeah. down. He he's, He's he's been scheduled several times and and never been able to make it. So it'll happen sooner or later. He, he works for a living and and you know and and the time's different. So whatever. Anyway, uh, we want to thank our patrons. Luke Alvarez just became a five dollar patron. Dun, dun, dun. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. And he says, "Hey James and John, just became a patron since listening for so long." Uh, yeah. James, I found nobody's listening, uh, around episode 104 and 105, the recap shows after fine, uh, after first finding your children's ministry podcast back in the day. Wow. That really was back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I was pulled in with the recap shows and my first full episode was elevator action, which was your first episode <laughs> with you, Trevor and John. And I was in. I, I caught up and I've been with you guys ever since I've gone through your entire show list about four times now, and I can continue keeping up with the new episodes. Thank you guys, because this show has kept me in a positive mood for years now, even wow. through bad days. I, I knew Man. if I could just laugh through an episode past or present, I'd be good. 
So thanks all again and keep it on, keep it up, fellas. And uh, that's from Luke Alvarez. So thank you, thanks, Luke. Goodness Luke. gracious. Yeah. Feel like I owe you something after all that. Yeah. I, I remember Luke from way, way back, like yeah. joining the Facebook or the chat room or something. Yeah. He's old school. Yeah. Old he's, school. he's a, a long time. We have probably a special name for people who have converted from nobody's listening over to that story show. So. I know everybody wants to call them nobodies, but. I, I still think it's bad to call people nobodies because right. they're not nobodies to me. They're somebodies. Anyway, someone. we got an iTunes review um, from someone called I'm a Squishy Leo. So, you I'm know, a Squishy Leo? I, I, I think they're running out of usernames over there at Apple. So Okay. Uh, this one just says, this is has to be my favorite comedy podcast. I wanted to tell you a funny story. Oh, grad goodness. They snuck in a story. <laughs> I was sneaking stories in. People are the, sneaking uh, in stories every which way they can. I hope that I you will like get it. get a sticker for this one. No, you don't. It, it is. <laughs> so once my sister was taking a shower and I was brushing my teeth. And after I was done brushing my teeth, my sister had got out of the shower and I had these sticky toothbrushes. And they also light up. So I stuck them on the mirror and turned on the lights, and then I went and turned the light switch off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At least they didn't end it with hope it gets on the show. Hope it gets on the show. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, send your stories uh, to that story show at gmail.com. Not, not on uh, iTunes reviews. That's not where they go. It's not where they go yeah, at all. Yeah, we can't get you a sticker if that happens. That's right. That's right. So send them into the right place. And I, I'll take pity on some people, even if your story is not really great. Sometimes a zero. Sometimes I'll 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 uh I'll I'll have a heart for you and, and I will give it to you. Speaking <laughs> of stories though, let's get into some right now. These are our listener stories for this week. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. I'll listen. Ah, oh, good. Yes, I was hoping someone would. This was called Insect Inferno, and it's from Colleen Harrington. She says, It was fall in the country, and a nest of yellow jackets had taken up residence in the ground in our backyard. Sounds bad. Mm, that's never good. Determined to get rid of them, but sure my husband wouldn't approve of my methods, I waited until he was at work. Oh, no. My plan was to drench the underground hive with gas and light it on fire. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's dangerous. The are gas would be fine. You don't even need the fire. <laughs> are you sure your husband wouldn't approve? I, I don't know. <laughs> I would. He might have done it for you. Yeah. Our son was three and had been raised in church since birth, and I was about to find out how much he had learned. He was with me as I poured the gasoline into the hole. Oh, no. And he waited and waited a few seconds for it to penetrate the yellow jacket layer. I struck the match and threw it into the bee abyss. Immediately, flames shot out. The yellow jackets came out like rednecks at a cheap yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's too descriptive. As soon as they cleared the holes, the their wings burned off and they fell to a crispy death. That's so terrible, but... I don't like uh, things that sting you, so I'll, no. I'll allow it. My little son watched wow. all this with wide-eyed amazement and turned to me and said, Is this bee hell? <laughs> <laughs> bee hell. It is. It's bee hell. It is, so. yeah. What does that smell, the yellow jackets say? And then all of a sudden, their layer goes up in flames. And as they try to escape, their wings burn off and they fall to the ground. It's, it's like this. Death. We're just like, um, so what's going on? Not much, man. We just got through finishing this really nice condo that we put in the ground. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm just sipping some, some dew here. 
and and yeah, what what is that smell? That's weird. Oh, oh, what is you this smell? smell? Did you just pass gas? It just smells terrible. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, oh, oh what is that? Oh no, <laughs> it's fire! <laughs> where the bee dieth not i i hope everything worked out wow colleen i i just gotta say that as a person who has seen both the dangers and curiosities of of gasoline fires uh we cannot condone this method of 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 yellow yeah, jacket don't, don't try this at home your heart <laughs> don't do it at home it's dangerous Gas is dangerous as an as a, as an accelerant, so yeah. I don't recommend it. Yeah, and and unfortunately, we live in a world where people are so stupid. We have to say that. So yeah. you know, don't try that at home, people. Don't ever. Don't burn or, or don't, anybody else's house for for the record. Don't pour gas in holes and light it on fire. It's no. it's not a good idea. Um, matter of fact, I remember there's a story of a place where there was some gas. They were they were drilling or something or or, or, or trying to dig out and mine yeah. some stuff and it Up was in, in in Russia or Ukraine yeah or? and they they said you know what we'll just burn off this gas and get on with the program and so they lit the gas on fire and it's still burning and it's been like yeah. forty years so yeah I think it's been yeah yeah right because it happened in the seventies I was thinking well that's been longer than that but yeah that's four forty years it's been a while. It's been We're a long time. Old. They're still waiting by the gate for the. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to go out any time now. I think it's called the. They call it the gates of hell. Yeah, because it's just um, burning you, and burning and never stops. So they should just us. put a big blanket over the whole place, and that'll stop it. But I'm sure they've thought of that. Well, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, mm, it's bad. Scary. It's bad news. But thank you, Colleen, for sending in your story. I'm, I'm, I, I hope, uh, I hope you're safe and alive. And yes, stuff, I'm so. glad the bees perished and you did not. Yeah, yellow jackets. Good. Right, yellow jackets, because we want to save the bees. The bees right? are good guys. Yeah, bees are good. Yellow jackets are basically wasps that are really jerks. Yeah. So, yeah. so what you got, John? Well, I got a story from Asher Combs, and right. and. And this one, I don't know if I'm going to like because you have titled it Bloody Hands. Yeah, it's not pretty. And I don't like blood. Well, that's why I gave it to you because that's I didn't want to read it. You. Okay. My 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 hands are actually physically tingling right now just because there's blood involved. So I want to shake it off, shake it off, and uh, let's go. All right. Hi, James and John. I'm listening to episode 139. John the Fainter. Okay. Did you really did you really name an episode John the Fainter? I don't know. I'll look it up while you read. Hold on. 139 is way back there. But yes, I do have a, a propensity or whatnot for fainting. And um, that's why I don't like blood, as it usually results with me passing out. Anyways. Uh, yes, uh, John should... 130, 139 is called John the Fainter. <laughs> why? <laughs> what, what stories did I tell? It, it says John is a fainter. He faints. He tells stories of times he's fainted. It's funny. That's all it says. Okay. Well, go back and listen to episode 139 if you haven't done it already. Uh, but uh, this Asher listened and he, he has a permanent scar and he wants to tell us about his permanent scar. He says, I live in such a rural town, it may as well be called Mayberry, and I am deep in the business of knife trading. Deep. That sounds deep in the business of knife trading. That's so serious. deep that they, they kill each other over it and stuff. <laughs> it's like he's a, he's a rogue knife trader. It's the dark side of knife trading. <laughs> so I, I had recently traded an antique shop out of their only machete. That's that's when you know you're deep in the business. When yes. you can say you traded an antique shop out of their only when you machete. you say, old man, it's either the machete or your wife. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's the business Asher's in. He's deep that, inside and he, he makes these deals. And he's like, do you want to get rid of the machete or do you want me to get rid of your wife? And <laughs> the old man <laughs> crying passes over the machete that's been in his family for four generations. 
I wonder what he traded for it. Maybe like an old Swiss Army knife or something? Yeah, it probably was. By the way, I'll just play this. because I, I kind of made up my own version of the story just now. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. He he didn't say anything any of that. He just said I only, I traded them out of their only machete, and I made a sheath that was about half the length of the machete. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes it, it holds the machete, but apparently it leaves it exposed at the same time, which is what you really want to do with a very very long sharp bladed knife. Yeah, you, you just want to cover part of it. Yeah, and and oh. obviously a sheath is for carrying on your person. And yes. so, of course, you want to leave half of it just out like crazy. So, yeah. yeah. All right. My fingers are tingling in the, again. So, I have a feeling that this this partially sheathed uh, machete has something to do with this. Okay. So, he says, um, one day, I was wearing it on my right side with the sharp edge pointed backwards mm-hmm. while I was playing baseball. Yeah. In the field behind the church. There you go. Makes sense. Take a half-sheathed machete and strap it to you. It's only about two feet long, and only half of it's covered. I'm going to put it on my side, and and I'm going to go out and play some baseball in the church field. Yep. I I feel like we should put a disclaimer on this as well, (laughs) that this is not... A good idea. It's not the proper garb. Yeah. <laughs> before you do this, I mean, you shouldn't do any of the things that we've mentioned so far. But before you do this, go pour gasoline in a hole and light it on fire. Now, don't don't do that. <laughs> no, but no, no. before you do this, I want you to go do that because that's safer than this. <laughs> uh, it, it's okay to be deep in the business of knife trading. Just don't. Uh, just don't wear the big long knife that you traded at the antique store for and into and, and a baseball game. Yeah. It, unless just, unless you know. you're the type that is cutting off ears and fingers and stuff like that, <laughs> and you're wearing it as a badge of honor, then you can wear your machete out and proud, you know? Proud. Um, but it just depends on how deep into knife trading you really are. I would imagine... <laughs> The deepest. I'm I'm really going deep with this knife trading thing, and yeah, it is the deepest. I would imagine is is the guys that cut off ears and stuff. Yeah, the, and wear them around their necks. So, mm. I deep. I, 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 the the story continues because he he's not he's playing baseball with a machete on his hip. It's so is dumb. It? It's so dumb. <laughs> I. <laughs> What friends do you have? <laughs> let's say, hey, let's go play some baseball. It's okay if you wear your big long knife. Yeah, That's machete right. kid, come on. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we could go clear out the field afterwards. I'm going to go grab Whoa. some cheese graters. Let's get this thing going. We're going to use them instead of catcher's mitts. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Well, apparently he he had, uh, he had he, he was up to bat. And, and he made a hit because he says, when I had to run to base and my right hand was swinging back uh. and up and down and, and the left side of his bird finger snagged uh. <laughs> the edge of the machete, uh. which was sharp uh. enough to shave with, uh. sharp enough to shave with. And, and it was sharp enough to shave with because it shaved off part of the finger uh. of the skin. And he, and he said it didn't hurt very bad, so I no, because it was clean. It was a clean it's shave. Nice, good, clean. It's like a scalpel. Those don't hurt so bad when they cut. But nope. at least I I don't know. I've heard that. Uh, but it 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 shaved off the skin. It didn't hurt real bad. So he just squeezed his fingers together. You know, Did you like you ever do that when you just like oh this probably yeah. isn't so bad. But yeah, I I'm did that gonna... when I when I put a um a carving knife through the tip of my finger. I pushed, ah. I pushed it together really hard thinking, I'll just, it'll just cello tape back together. It'll just kind of get sticky and yeah, stay yeah, together. Yeah. But no, it did not. It laid open like, like, a, like a gutted fish. Okay. All right. Now, now my palms are numb as well. This is, this story is taking way too long because I'm about to pass out. I'm not, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll try okay. to, I'll try to shut up about the, the depths <laughs> of knife trading. 
the depths of the training and playing baseball with a machete on your hip. After a few minutes, I thought it was safe to look. So I opened my hand, and in seconds, there was copious amounts of blood all over my hand. Yeah. I don't know how much that is, but it sounds a lot. And and there was this little six-year-old girl there that was watching me, and she started telling me, I need to go put on a Band-Aid. <laughs> and since it didn't hurt, uh, I, I began rubbing my hands together, oh. making it look as gross as possible. <laughs> ah, so yuck. My whole palms are, are numb now. I got to shake that off, too. Later, I did clean my hands when I was done from... <laughs> traumatizing this <laughs> traumatizing this poor little girl and i have a big nasty scar to this day hope it gets on oh 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 thanks <laughs> sent from my dining room asher combs oh man asher i'm so grateful for that but there are so many questions so many uh, mostly just one why <laughs> but but why could be applied to so many parts of that story why why were you carrying a machete i i understand you're deep into the knife trade but dang dude dang which is kind of cool because knives are neat and they're all different and you get some oh. that are custom and my grandpa was a knife collector and he had some amazing knives but he he didn't put them on strap them to himself <laughs> and go swirling around the backyard with us kids Saying, hey, whoever gets close gets a shave, you know? He didn't do that <laughs> kind of stuff. Oh, man. Could you imagine sliding in the home? Oh. Uh, I take the ankles off the dude at playing catcher. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. But, uh, Asher, I'm glad you're safe and you're alive. Yeah. And, again, folks, don't try Asher at home. Just don't yeah. do anything Just Asher did. Be safe. Yeah. Uh, this one's called Sink Spray, and uh, it's from Calvin Haynes and it's a lot more tame and uh, down okay. to earth. So here no we go. Blood no more, good, no good. more blood. Still bodily fluids, though. Hey, James oh, and John, goody. I have shared a few stories with you in the past month, but I am ready to share the ultimate embarrassing story of my life with you. When I was in ninth Uh-oh. grade, I got my first girlfriend named Anna. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Anna and Calvin. Ooh, ooh. Neither of us could drive. So any dates we wanted to go on were dependent on parents dropping us off and picking us up. (laughs) Yep. Also, this was 2001. So there was no such thing as a ninth grader with a cell phone either, which meant that we had to contact parents on landlines when we needed to be picked up from said dates. Mm -hmm. So my second date was going to be at her house with her parents' home, of course, and I had rented Ghostbusters, and I got a pizza, and we were going to hang out for a few hours because as a ninth grader, this was my idea of what romance was. Well, that that is it. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the spitting image of it. Um, pizza and a movie, my be- friend. Beats anything I was doing in ninth grade. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so my dad dropped me off at her house and said, I'll be f- back for you in two hours. So... We sat down, we got our pizza and began watching the movie. And halfway through the movie, I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the restroom and began a task I had successfully done thousands of times before. As I was relieving myself, a combination of events happened to me that had never happened before. I suddenly had to sneeze while I was in mid urination. (laughs) The sneeze overwrote everything else I was doing. And for two seconds, my eyes were closed and I had a full body convulsion <laughs> during the achoo. <laughs> oh, no. As soon as the sneeze was done, I knew something was wrong. My trajectory oh. had been compromised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't know where the pee went. I slowly opened my eyes to look down to find that my white cargo shorts were covered oh, in my own pee. Oh, seconds felt like years as i sat there trying to think of what i should do i can't drive i don't have a cell phone and dad isn't going to be there for another hour if i wanted him here sooner i'd have to go to her parents and ask if i could (laughs) use their phone so my dad could pick me up early but that would probably require an explanation to her parents and so my dad as well and i didn't know what i would say so Mm. Then I remembered, for some reason, my dad had once given me advice for exactly this situation. I don't know why he did, but I thank God in heaven that he said it. I heard his words ringing in my head. Calvin, if you ever pee on your leg, go to the sink, turn the water on, splash yourself with the sink water, and then in a loud voice say, 
oh man, the sink sprayed water all over me. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so I took my father's <laughs> advice. <laughs> I went to the sink and I began to spray myself with water, but I was so overcome with adrenaline that I probably put five or six heaping handfuls of water all over me. <laughs> and then in my co most convincing voice, I said, oh man, the sink exploded on me. And then I opened the door of the bathroom and walked out and there was no turning back. Now I had, nope. I had to commit to my story. So I walked back to my girlfriend dripping head to toe and explained to her how her sink sprayed all over me. And that's why mm. I was soaking wet. And she looked at me very confused because she had lived in that house for years and she'd never been sprayed with a bucket of water before. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, I need to call my dad to pick me up because I'm soaking wet. So... <laughs> <laughs> which sink did you go in man did you stand in the tub uh, i called my dad and i asked him to pick me up and then sat next to my girlfriend reeking of pee and experiencing <gasps> the longest 15 oh. minutes of my life i never told her what exactly happened and she never said anything about it either i think deep down maybe she had some idea what had happened but i'm not sure the good <laughs> news is that Soon after that, her dad got a job in a different state and she moved away and I never saw her again, which oh, meant I, did, I didn't have to take, fake my own death and assume an identity, a new one. So the moral of the story for young men who are listening, if you ever pee on yourself while you're in a date, just remember the very <laughs> timely advice of my father, spray yourself with water in the sink and then in your most convincing voice yell, oh man. The sink sprayed me with water. Thanks. <laughs> I hope this makes it on the show. It did. Calvin it did. Haynes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay, so somewhere out there, there's a girl. Uh, uh, Anna, Anna, if you're out there and you happen to listen to this story, you got to write in and tell us exactly what happened on your side. <laughs> yeah. Did he reek of pee? Did Was you know? His it was his, oh man, the sink exploded on me. Was it convincing? Yeah. Would he have been able to pull it off? <laughs> Would you have guys gotten married if uh, this hadn't happened? The world, our, uh, our, our listeners, we just need to know. So Yeah, so please, please let us know. <laughs> wow. Man. Okay. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, I got a story uh, from Maya. Okay. I I, right? it's, it's the holy blanket hamster. That sounds like something that Robin would say uh, while fighting one of the many bad guys that Batman and, and Robin fight. But um, Hey, James and John, this story takes place when my dad was a teenager, or in other words, old enough to know better. <laughs> I love that. There you go. <laughs> my dad was the oldest of six siblings, five of whom were boys. One day, they all got together and thought of a fun game they could play. This game consisted of a few of them standing outside their house and holding out a blanket while the rest of the siblings <laughs> took turns throwing their, throwing their hamsters out of the second story window. <laughs> That's terrible. That is, that is not good. It's the Again, worst idea ever. Another disclaimer for another yes. story. Don't do this. Don't do this to your poor hammies. As Maya said, dad was old enough to know better. Yes. Okay? Goodness gracious. So it was it was the people on the grounds job to catch the hamster with the blanket. Well, good. I'm glad they figured that much out. Yeah. Let's just throw it out the window and see if they can catch it with the blanket. Oh. How did they come up with that game? I don't know. Somebody, they must have been really bored. One of the older kids. It's always the older kids that come up with the ideas, and the younger kids just go along with it. So... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think I think that's what he's he's admitting here is his dad was was up to it. His dad was planning it. So, <laughs> well, and he, he should have known better. Well, surprisingly, nothing went wrong during the first few throws. However, <laughs> they soon realized that there was a hole in the blanket when the hamster fell through it after oh! being dropped from two stories. Oh. <laughs> Amazingly, the hamster was completely fine afterwards. Although he may have lost all trust in humans that day. Oh, it was gone way before that. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, it was gone the first time he lost the, the, the sense of 
of or he felt the uh, weightlessness of flying through the the sky. The minute they thrust him out the window and held him aloft, and, and the ha- poor hamsters <laughs> taking in the world from the second story of a building for the first time in his life. Yeah, this is what death is like. Ugh. I hope. Can you imagine that hamster's all warm and safe in his little, probably running in his yeah, little hamster he's wheel, sleeping during the day like they do? You know, hey guys, somebody picks him up. They're like, he's like, oh, I'm going to get some attention. All right, and then they take him to the window. He's like, well, I've never seen out there. <laughs> and then free, <laughs> what <flies>. the freak? <laughs> <laughs> he hits the blanket the first time. He's like, oh, I made it. I'm alive. And then they did. No, they grab him and run him up the stairs. Go do it again. Oh. <laughs> Goodness. So my dad and his siblings learned from this incident and decided not to do that again. Good. And by not do that again, I don't mean they stopped throwing helpless animals out of the window. Oh, I mean, they decided to stop using their hamster and decided instead that they should use a larger animal that wouldn't fall through the hole. Their cat. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, actually, that's not a bad idea. They always land on their feet anyways, right? Yeah, I don't like cats, so... <laughs> Throw away. <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. Oh, Maya says, I wasn't given much detail about this part of the story, but I can imagine what transpired during the following moments. The cat was able to escape mostly unharmed, but needless to say, it stayed away from my dad and his siblings for a long, long time afterwards. Yeah, you get one you like. Yeah, you know, that's cats, they either like you or they don't. Most of the time they don't, so... Uh, she says, or Maya says, I hope you like my story and I hope it makes it on the show. Keep up the good work. Maya. 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 Your, your dad was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, (laughs) he should have known better. uh, (laughs) All right. We got one more. Um, I'm going to play this voicemail. From Jed. Jed's been sending us these great stories and stuff, and uh, he's become Jed's a regular here on the show. So um, let's let's uh, this will be our closing story for today. So here we go. Hey James and John, this is Jed from Kentucky again, and I really appreciate y'all playing my my stories. And uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, I had a question. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, me and some guys I work with, we was talking about getting whoopings and stuff as kids. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whoopings. Uh, I remember <laughs> specifically this one time. Uh, it seemed like I always got whoopings at church. Uh, I mean, I got whoopings <laughs> at home too, but it seemed like church. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the rules were much stricter or something. Yes. And so anyway, uh, I remember specifically church. this one time as uh, I was being honorary, I'm sure. Uh, and my dad was basically, he grabbed me by the hand. You know, he, he always gave me like a couple warnings and then that was it, you know. So he's dragging me outside. And uh, as I was walking like down the aisle and I was just kind of, I was already crying because I knew what was coming. And uh, I remember, uh, I don't know if y'all, because I'm sure y'all, y'all, y'all going to church for a long time. Our church had the uh, the sound booth that was like inside like the wall. And it just basically like had like a three by, you know, probably three by four hole. And uh, the door was like a half door. Yeah. And so the sound guy, which his name was Brother Clement, uh, really awesome dude. But I remember specifically this one time as, as dad was dragging me down the aisle he leaned out of the like on the door, and he goes, "Whip him good, Lee. Whip him good." And uh, I remember I was like, "Come on, brother Clement, help me out here, man." And so, and I was just wondering if y'all had any stories like that. Like, if there was any time that y'all growing up in church that your mom and dad like dragged you out of church or something, and it was like really embarrassing and stuff. And uh, but anyway, anyway, I appreciate y'all show, man, and uh, God bless you guys. He he is not wrong about most of my whoopings I think happened after church, you know, because I was, yeah. my folks would never whoop me at church, but they would tell me they were going to whoop me. And so the ride home from church was just a tear soaked excursion, you know, and, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I, but the, the closest thing to what he's asking for that I can remember, and I'm, I'm sure I've shared this before was, the time my mom, uh, well, no, I would go to Sunday school and I would make everybody laugh. And that was my job is I would just make everybody laugh. And I didn't even think any, anything of it. I didn't think about the teacher trying to teach a lesson. I didn't think about me being a problem. 
I just thought, hey, this is a great opportunity. This is an audience here, a captive audience. <laughs> and captive, I, I'm yeah. just going to do stuff that makes people laugh. Well, little did I know that I was being a problem and I was being bad and I that my no my Sunday school teacher was not happy about it. And he had talked to my parents without my knowledge and without my knowledge or my permission, they had authorized <laughs> him to whoop me <laughs> the next time I acted up. And nobody told James anything of freaking about it. <laughs> so yeah, it was sure, just, okay. you can whoop our kid. it was a normal Sunday and my mild mannered Sunday school teacher began his lesson and I probably made a fart sound or something <laughs> and. Or, or 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 did something silly to make everybody laugh at James, and all of a sudden he says, "James, let's go outside." So we went out the door, and I didn't know what was going on. I immediately go into tears though, because I just oh, know yeah, thumbs up. He's like, "Put your hands up against the wall." I'm like, "What the <gasps> heck? What, what the heck?" And dude, he whooped me like at least three times. And, and I don't remember I don't, you ever telling this story. I don't remember it hurting. I don't remember anything. It didn't have to. It was so embarrassing and so horrible. I came back in just bawling my eyes out. And I'm going to tell you, I was the best Sunday school kid after that that anyone ever saw. <laughs> yeah. I was so good. Yeah. So dang good. I I was I was getting saved every week. Uh, Jesus wow. in my heart. Zacchaeus coming down from the tree. I mean, I was everything. And uh <laughs> I was rolling the stone away. I was doing all kinds of good stuff in Sunday school. Um, but yeah, Man. the other, the only other thing is my mom used to be in the choir and yeah. at the Baptist church. And uh, we used to sit on the front row and it was just her and us. And so whenever she was up there, we were unsupervised and we were just on the front row and, mm. and I just remember that we would look at her every now and then, and, uh, and she would be singing, doing her thing, you know. But if you ever, <laughs> if you, if you were messing around for some reason, you felt like you had to look at her to see if she caught you, and you'd look up, and she would just put up the three fingers, uh -oh. and, and that you knew she caught you. And when you got home, you was getting three whoopings. Oh, oh my goodness. And so that's what the three fingers, that's what the three fingers, man, how many whoopings you were getting, you were going to get three spanks. And, Did uh, she ever like hold up like different number of fingers for your siblings. Like you're getting three. Yeah. You're getting two. sometimes it was two. Sometimes it was one, but for me, it was always three. I was the oldest. So I yeah. was usually the one causing the, the ruckus, you know, I was the one inciting the, the, the problems. So oh I goodness. looked up and I saw a three every time. And I would just melt down right there. And I was little too. I, you know, like five years old. And uh, so that would have made my sister like three and my younger one less than that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, but, but as far as getting drugged from the service, never, never happened. Never happened. No, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I'm sure I got spankings after church, but I, you know, I was always afraid of getting in trouble so i i i i i think the worst thing that that ever i never got i remember i remember i have a vivid memory actually of a kid in kids church i don't know why we had kids church back then but um like his dad was the, his dad was the kids church guy i guess it was sunday school but you know whatever and uh the dad like super calm dude um, he was talking to, uh, talking to us and, you know, there was a room full of kids and his kid was acting up and he said, okay, well, we're just going to take a, a little break. I need you all to stay right here. <laughs> and he grabbed his son and, and we, I didn't know really what was going on, but he, he took him to the bathroom, which was right off of the main room. And I, you know, you can kind of hear the voice through the door a little bit and then. <laughs> I didn't know what he, I don't know what he whooped this kid with. <laughs> we heard these three loud, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> they both walk out the door. The dad just picks up like he never, never stopped at all. Know, boys and the and kid's got tears in his face. <laughs> now let me tell you about the love of Jesus and how he gives us forgiveness and patience. <laughs> oh, God. That's the fruits of the spirits right here. I did do that to Jay one time. I, now, <clears throat> I didn't whoop him, but he was on the stage, and he was he was like 
three years old and he was up there for an award ceremony and he was supposed to sing a little song and he's up there bawling his eyes out and oh. there was no reason for it at all and so i grabbed him and i took him out in the back and i i, I don't remember exactly what i said but it was something <laughs> in the context of you're crying for no reason and i'm about to give you a reason to cry if you don't get out <laughs> oh, there and stand there and just behave because this is there's no reason for you to be crying. You just need to be standing there and behaving. And 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 when I brought him back, he 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 had dried it up, man. And he pulled it together and he stood there. He didn't sing, he didn't participate, but he did mm -hmm. exactly what I told him to do. He didn't cry and he looked like a decent human being for the rest of the time. And I had more than three different people come up to me afterwards. What did you do to him? What did you say? What did you do? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just told him to behave. And they're like, oh my gosh. They thought I was parent of the year, man. Yeah. Right. But I got to go out there and make my dad proud. I can't cry. Can't Don't cry. cry. Well, it was before we knew that he just had a problem with being in public. He didn't like people looking at him and stuff. Ah, so, right, right. yeah. Yeah. But he, he, he muscled through. Yeah, right? he did. So. He pulled it together. And that's the it. thing is, is sometimes your kids have weaknesses and you have to ask yourself, you know, is this, is this one of those things? And if so, is it something they need to work through or is it something that I can, you know, help them with? And I'm like, no, this is one of the things he's going to have to get over. He's going to have to, he may never like being in front of people, but it's going to happen occasionally and he needs to go ahead and start dealing with it now. So right. we dealt with it right there at, at three years old and, um, yeah, he hasn't had a problem since. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Get them when they're young. <laughs> anyway, that is our show for this week. Do you have a funny Ooh. life story? Have you ever forgotten to hit record at the worst time possible? Have you ever introduced your three-year-old to the bee yellow jacket afterlife? <laughs> have you ever cut your hand because you were wearing a freaking machete while playing baseball? <laughs> have you ever sneezed while peeing and had a little accident? Yeah, yeah. I Anyway, you got a little secret there. Have you ever thrown your hamster out of a second-story window like some sort of moron? Have you ever had a, a sound man urge your dad to whoop you good? Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is a website. And review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Yanu Streisbeck, and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get distressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. See, this is why they, they, they send us this stuff, because I said it right there. If something painful happens to you, I'm, uh, I'm begging you for it right there at the end of every episode. Okay. Maybe we should change that word. Yeah, let's let's change it to <laughs> gainful. If something gainful, gainful happens to you. <laughs> yeah, something good. <laughs> Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.